another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I'm your host, IBK. We've got a pack show to talk about um, um, a lot of transfer conversations we're going to be touching on. Um, we're also going to be touching on Wemby making his debut in the Summer League. Not a great one. We're touching on it and, of course, we'll be rounding up with what happened in the British Grand Prix this week. Um, Max, another W. So let me start with you, AY. What's up? Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good. Um, it's another weekend. Um, uh, not much in, not much in terms of uh, action because there's no, no league football. There's no NBA. There's more of just speculation, transfers, and co. But you know, it's the summer, so we're all getting jiggy with it. So let's go. All right, Lisa, what's up? Um, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, honestly, like everyone said, uh, not much happened last week apart from the David Harris news. I don't think that I don't think there was any other thing that caught my own attention. I mean, in the world of football, aside that, but yeah, it's good to be back. Um, I can't wait for the preseason to start. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, nothing much uh, from last week. I mean, from an Arsenal perspective, it's been the same uh, uh, news for the past three weeks now. And there's only been one announcement, uh, official announcement, um, since all the all the news uh, kind of broke uh, in terms of incomings. Outgoings has been obviously Xhaka. Uh, but yeah, just like I said, just waiting for uh, the, the, the preseason games to start coming in and then obviously the the new uh, season to start. All right. Okay. So let's start with the 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 elephant in the room, the big announcement. They they here. Twelve years, one Premier League title, couple of cup, um, one Europa League, couple of other cups. It was the best player for Manu for like a four five year stretch. Perennial winner of Manu Player of the Year, which he was thoroughly deserved. Highest paid goalkeeper in the world for at least with his last contract. Um, 190 clean sheets. Very good goalkeeper, we have to say. You know, so um let me start with you, AY. What's up? Left on ceremonially. Let me add that. I didn't like the way he left. Uh well, I mean I think it's um the way he left was a bit sad. He left a you know a sad taste in everyone's mouth. Uh but you know, it's not the the first time, you know, a potential legend has left United on you know, funny circumstances, you know. We um someone like Roy Keane comes to mind. He left without, you know, any of course that, that was a different situation. Roy Keane went against uh company policies, I guess. So I don't think we can compare the two. Um Apparently, I mean, I, I always knew his days were numbered. He's not a goalie that's got good good kick game. And that was always going to come back to haunt him because uh, Richard Hag seems like a manager that wants his goalie to be able to, you know, kick the ball better, start the, you know, start the attack on the back. You know, it's, it's sort of a super keeper. So I, we all sort of knew 
you know, the problems are going to come at, at some point. I mean, it would have been totally different if the gear was not making mistakes. But when you're not, you don't have the, you're not equipped to be the goalie for you for the team moving forward, and then you still keep making horrible mistakes. So yeah, maybe not a weekly basis, but you know, a regular basis. Uh, I mean, this like severe game comes to mind. Uh, the short pass to Maguire. Uh, the Man City final comes to mind. The FA Cup, you know, especially the West Ham game uh, comes to mind as well. Yeah, the West Ham game too, where he allowed the ball to just squirm through his um, you know, off his control. So it was, it was on borrowed time really. And then, yep, and then when you add the fact that it was also earning, uh, was it? Three seventy-five thousand a week. I mean, that that's just too much for someone that with you know with a lot of deficiencies and all. Uh, all truth, and I kept saying, "Oh, he's, he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world." Is this is that? But we know how Ten Hag is. Those were the exact words he used to describe Cristiano Ronaldo before he offloaded him, right? So. We we sort of knew this was coming. Uh, United perhaps tried to see if they could get some more reduced wages and then maybe have him in the club as a second choice goalkeeper, which I always said was going to be a bad idea. I, I thank God that didn't happen. And uh, eventually, I mean, I like the fact that it was the gear himself that announced that he wasn't going to stay. Uh, we wish him. We wish him well in his uh, future endeavors. He just he just got married this summer, so I guess it's a new start for him and his uh, his family. I uh, wish him the best. Uh, who knows? Maybe maybe there can still be a testimonial for him down the line. I maybe mean, hope so. Yeah. Lisa, they're here. Um. Oh, I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm really sad that, you know, he had to go. But I feel like it was a borrowed time. Uh, like, everybody knew that. Uh, I mean, that's not, that's not, that's not the kind of goalkeeper um, Ten Hag wants. Like, that's not how Ten Hag plays. If, like, if we would, if I'd seen him, the style of the Ajax, we would have known that, oh, okay, this is not my kind of goalkeeper. But, I don't know, because somebody asked this question and the person asked that, okay, when they were interviewing Ten Hag, I mean, he would have told them about the set of players or people that he wouldn't want to work with, that they feel like if he was not going to work with players like Ronaldo or maybe yeah. David or Maguire and the likes, that I should have just said it up front, like, hey, I can't work with these guys. You get... Some persons will tell you that if it was going to be ruthless, you should have been ruthless from the start, not going, you know, around as in, like, how should I put it? Going through corners, you know, coming out to say stuff like, oh, and Ronaldo is a giant, like, I would love to work with him. It's this, is that. And then you bench him. And then you come and say Maguire is like a captain, like somebody, you know, that, that should be a captain and you don't mind him being a captain. And then you come in and then you bench him. And then week in, week out, you come out and say, oh, David, you know, he 
um, you you appreciate his clean sheets, and then you say stuff about how he's like a very good shot stopper and all of that. And then what's what do we have now? You decided to fine, you ran out of contracts, but I feel like you should have just told him, you know, like you're not going to be starting next season with us. It shouldn't have happened that way. I mean, I feel like David shouldn't have been the one to come and break the news to people that hey, I'm leaving. The club should have taken the initiative to do that. I'm not saying be fair, but this is these are things that um clubs are supposed to or, or sorry, maybe not clubs. But like United, this this guy has been united for twelve good years. There's some things that you should even put into consideration when you're trying to do stuff. This is somebody that has hey well, I know you also talk. I we can speak. This are, this is somebody that has saved like especially um two seasons ago when everything you know the defense was rubbish the david was like our best player two seasons ago i get that he makes mistakes and all of that but which goalkeeper doesn't um we say we want to play from the back we want to start attack immediately from our goalkeeper but do we as of now do we have the players that we need to carry out those things yeah i'm not saying that Tenard needs to sign everybody all at once. I mean, he would, he would have to do it, um, you know, like take it one step at a time, I get. But as of now, do we really have the defence to, you know, to play that kind of way? I don't think so. I don't know. Because somebody said that our priority should have been offloading players like Maguire and the likes. But, well, um, if we still want to play a certain kind of way and we need a ball-playing goalkeeper for that, well, I'm, I'm not saying that don't let David go. I'm actually fine that he has gone. He himself, he himself, when his contract was going, like it was two years remaining, he himself should have been paying for life after United. You get he himself should have been paying. So it shouldn't really come as a surprise to him, but it came as a surprise to us fans because we're hearing news everywhere. Like they, they offered him a contract, reduced his salary, and he was ready to sign. And then... I don't know. I don't know what the truth is because because we're only making speculations from what we see online. And then they came out to say that they took back the contract and then they gave him another one at a very very reduced amount. I don't know what is happening with United. I don't know if we're not organized. I don't know if it's the night that is making these decisions. But I feel like if you know that you're not going to work with a player, be straight with them. There was no need offering um um they had another contract. I should have just said. See, guys, I don't think I can work with this. I know, especially with the mistakes that I've seen him make. I don't think so. What's the point of offering him a contract and then you come back and then you you take it after he signs, you take it and then you offer him another one? It doesn't make sense. It makes us look like professionals. This is alleged. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This I'm making my analysis based off on what's not true. I'm going to be based off on speculations. So that's that's all I'm going to say. Me, me, eh? I do not like the way it ended for him, for us, for the club, for fans. But he has to go. I get it. I get it. But he should have been treated better. Especially after he gave us 12 good years. 12 good years. I mean, he could have gone to Madrid or elsewhere. But decided to stick with us. Yeah, and I so get that he, he, he moved it. Yeah, I know that he moved it. And then we, we offered him, like, he got, I, I get, I get it. But we need to do better. We as as a football club, we need to do better. I beg. I mean, that's the only thing I'm going to say. Uh-huh. And I was going to say that now Onana is going to come under very close scrutiny, like a ball that.
I kicked, anybody will come out to say stuff like, oh, the guy would have saved that. He would have done this. He would have done And that is what me, I don't like. We cannot go into the new season having Onana, you know, on the spotlight like that. Anybody coming to say stuff. But I'm not, like this saying, I, 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 I goes best. So you stick with your coach. And I'm going to stick with him. I mean, it's really thick or thin. So that's all I have to say. Okay. Ramsey, do you want to chime in into this? The hair conversation. Well, he wasn't fit uh, as well. It's good to be back. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can hear you, but you're echoing. Can you hear me now? No, it's echoing. Yeah, it's better. Is it still echoing? All right, great. Um, uh, good evening. It's good to be back again. Uh, sorry, I came a little bit late. Uh, well, I don't know why you're asking me. I, I do not. I, well, you know the way they do business in Manchester, so you you shouldn't feel sorry for them. That's how they were jokes about, actually. I, I feel sad for the year, but everyone that has spoken, uh, AY and Lisa, they've actually, yeah, I, I think uh, uh, AY is going to do it as a club ad administrator. I think he's an emotional one bit. He's going to probably be like that Tottenham guy. So business is business for him. Uh, while Lisa is that emotional uh, Manchester United fan that wants uh, all the players to stay, and then very soon you're going to have like four bedroom flats like Chelsea that has a lot of players uh, <laughs> don't know where to play. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, for the who uh, says that I want players to stay? Okay, like I was saying before, the emotional fans stepped in. Uh, you see, the thing is, it has happened to the best of people, really. Uh, this tenor looks like an assassin that is probably not going to talk to you. He's going to caress you. He knows what he knows what he wants to do, but he's just going to it's, manage you till death. I think that's what he has done. Uh, you actually wish your club has a theater right now. You actually wish. So, but the thing is, Andrew Onana is coming in. I, I like Onana. I really believe it. When Arsenal wanted to sign him, like uh, two seasons ago now, when uh, Leno needed to go, when we had issues with goalkeeping department, the only reason why I didn't want Arsenal to sign him there was because of his drug case. Because uh, you, you don't want people to now ask for your players and you, half of them are at AFCON, uh, another half, are going to be in jail or something. So you don't want that kind of situation and that's not why I didn't want him at the time. But he went to Inter, cleaned himself up and look at him now. A lot of people are wondering if he's actually as good as they are. There are no two type of players really. Like no two same players rather. Uh, for me, I feel it is the black header thing. He's very good uh, with his feet and, he, and we've seen him at Inter, we saw him at Hayat. He's better than ever. Well, that that is. I feel I rate Ederson highly. So probably you think that was a shade. No, it wasn't. I rate Ederson highly. No, because if we're going to be working with stats, yeah, Onana is actually better. Because I mean, Onana that's what good. we all work with. Onana is good, and he's someone I like a lot. Uh, I just hope that he's not going to come and be under the spotlight where people will now be uh, fans of the year and people that want to uh, they want the head of the manager. They will now start looking for excuses and all. That's all. But for me, congratulations to the 12 years. Uh, probably one of the, not the most successful because uh, we had the likes of Landersa, we had, uh, that won a lot of league titles and Nesh Michael. But one of those guys that really held Manchester United down, uh, held it down for Manchester United in their tough season. So I feel good night to him, goodbye to him. Saudi Arabia is calling, you go and make all the money, or he wants to stay in Spain. But the generation of goalkeepers like that are winding down. So well, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. That's it. All right. All right. Um, let's 
let's shift to let's shift to Arsenal. Um, Olajegun, Jaka leaves. He's going to 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 meet Jabi Alonso at Bayern Leverkusen. I was surprised with the amount the amount they got good money from him, twenty five million euros, and 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 Bayern Leverkusen signed him for five years. What say you about this? Very good money from him, uh, for him, uh, beg your pardon. Very good contracts for him. I mean, five years, he's 31 now, so that still is uh, 36. Uh, so very good contract for him. Obviously, uh, going to, to Germany, I think he's not German, but you know, he he, start, he, he was playing at uh, Gladbach before he came to Arsenal, so obviously, he's comfortable there. I think, um, one of the reasons why he wanted to go to Germany was because of his wife, his wife was pushing for. Uh, to move back to Germany, to move back to uh, yeah th- th- that part of the world, and it was so, so for him on a personal level, it's very good business. Uh, I think he wants to become a coach um, as well afterwards. So you know, I, I don't know if th- this contract is a player manager uh, contract, but I would imagine that uh, player coach contract. But I would imagine that you know definitely he will start doing his badges, and you know by the time he's 36, 37 start you know managing their under 21s under 18s kind of thing so just from that point of view it's very good business for him um it's very good for Arsenal because you know if you remember last season um uh there were talks uh the season before there were talks of him leaving and this was well last season when uh the, the season before when he was younger and the money that was quoted for him was around like I don't know 13 million 14 million from Hertha Berlin and he was he was you know almost out the door uh, before, um, yeah, I said I kind of convinced him to stay, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's, it's good business. And again, another uh, feather in the cap of Edu to be able to get that kind of money from a 31-year-old player. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, like I said, that's that's good business. Now, for Xhaka himself, like, I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for Xhaka because he's somebody that I, I mean, he's been here seven years or he was here seven years. And for the first five years, I can categorically, categorically say that I really, really did not like this player. You know, he was very slow on, on, on the turn, uh, very heavy-footed. Um, when he gets bypassed, he's, he's, he's drawing people back or, he you know, he tackles them, you know, roughly. His, uh, his leadership was like his uh, uh, selling points. And he was like, what kind of leader are you if you're, you know, making stupid tackles and you're, you know, putting your team into, into, into jeopardy and stuff like that? But that was because he was playing as a deep line playmaker. You know, when he first came, he was he was at the base of it, and he, he was taxed with you know being the one that is getting the ball turning and you know dictating dictating tempo and whatever. And the reason why I have respect for this guy is because at that uh, 29, 30 last season, um, I said I was like, okay, it's you're not going to be able to do this uh, deep line playmaking uh, stuff that you've been doing for the past five years at Arsenal. Go now <clears throat> to to a second eight and start getting into the box, and starts you know creating uh, space for Martinelli, try and overlap, underlap him, kind of stuff. At twenty nine, and he gets nine goals, uh, seven goals in the league, nine goals all competitions, and gets seven assists, something like that. And like for me, I have to respect a player like that. You're a player that is able to like learn, and you know just uh kind of uh you know refine their game at the twilight of their career to be able to you know keep going add a, a string to their string to their bow and yeah that's like just on the lawn that's just a very very impressive you know mentality for a player 
And, you know, you were able to really see his mentality, you know, shine through when he had, like, less, you know, responsibility in terms of, like, you know, on, on the ball stuff. Was able to, you were able to see him, like, uh, you know, put his arm across the, the players, the, the shoulders of the younger players and really, like, be the leader that he's, he was touted to be. So, yeah, just in general, like, uh, uh, um, a, a player that, you know, polarized opinion from the starts. Uh, a lot of people loved him. A lot of people, like me, did not like him at all. But I think at the end, uh, I have the utmost respect for the person that I was able to, you know, turn himself to and, you know, just show that kind of quality um, uh, at, the, at the end of his uh, Arsenal career. And for Arsenal to be able to get that kind of money for him, uh, I think is also a, a very good ending on, on, for, for both parties, for the Arsenal party and for the Jaka party. And yeah, just a, a good a good way to finish it up, you know, for, for the player. Ramsey. Okay, so I, I see, I see, I see uh, Olua Shegun going on about his barbecue man, how he was able to get that amount of money for him. Well, I saw that coming. On the back of what Jaka did last season at Arsenal, was one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. You cannot, uh, you cannot deny that fact. So selling somebody that, yeah, fine, he's above 30, we know that. But then getting that kind of money for that guy, I don't think that is something that you should take to the bank and then remind us about 10 times in 60 seconds. Yeah, we know congratulations to him. I'll give him his flowers when due. But right now, I feel he's still doing basic things. But let's talk about Jaka, shall we? When he came to Arsenal, yes, most of us didn't like him. But then uh, this thing comes to mind every time. How come, if he's not that good, if he's not uh, a very good player, how come every manager that comes in picks him? How come? It was the general for... Because he, he uh, never got injured. Not because he was great. He just, that, he was, that, is, that is also something that... That's also a reason why you have to count on him. And look at Thomas Partey that everybody uh, wants to see week in, week out. Big games, you hear that he has a thigh issue. If he's not battening some court case or something, you don't hear those kind of things with Jaka. Uh, he was disciplined. And yeah, he lost him with the fans... Uh, one time like that against Crystal Palace, it has happened to the best of people. They were booing him. They were saying a lot of things. And then he's human. He had to do that. So that was why when most fans wanted him out, I was really uh, a pro Jaka man. And then he proved us right. So last season, his role was changed. And uh, look at him arriving late in the box, getting goals, getting assists, defending the team. But my highlight for Shaka in his national career was that game against Tottenham when he was going to go defend Ramsdale with the Tottenham fans, and Ateta had to run after him, because he knew what was coming. Uh, he's a general. Uh, wish him all the best, like uh, Luasheko said. It's a win-win for both clubs. Uh, but then, if Arsenal thinks that Declan Rice is the replacement for Xhaka, uh, we might be in a very big trouble, because I do not think Declan Rice is the replacement for him. Uh, playing him in the eighth, or playing him as number six, I think it's just another luxury player that, anyway, we're not talking about that, but Arsenal needs to actually replace Xhaka, uh, someone that has experience, someone that is a leader, and someone that can actually play multiple roles. Here's a guy that was um, backing up and left back for us at some point. It was really everything for us now. And uh, I'm so happy that it has ended like this for him. He's ending, he's living on a high. He's not waiting for the club to push him out. I and that's not a dig at the gate, trust me. He's not waiting for um he's not waiting for a, a very anti-climax kind of uh, ending. Really. Can I can I, I ask though? Because just a question on, on yeah. like you talked about uh, Rice's versatility. Uh why do you think that Rice cannot play uh, the left uh, the left eights? And well, why do you think that Rice is, yeah, Rice is versatile? 
or enough to replace Jacob? I think Rice's perfect position is a central midfielder uh, in a double pivot. That's how I've seen him most of the time. And then coming to a system where uh, we played a single six and then a left-sided eight and then one AM that is also a right-sided central midfielder. Looking at that team now, you're seeking balance. Yes, I know that. I've seen Declan Rice in centre-back at some point at West Ham. Well, fine. But looking at this current Arsenal side and the kind of, uh, from what we saw last season, you came second last season. Everyone's going to expect you to like maintain it or go a step further. Now, pressure is going to be on him. We bought him for over 100 million. That kind of pressure, I don't think he can withstand that kind of pressure. He's an English player. I don't have a lot of respect for most of them because it's all hype and a little... Yes, he's an Arsenal player now. I, I'm excited, but I really do not think he has that thing oh, that yes, we're well, looking for. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed, so until confirmation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, that's fine. All right, that's that's valid. As at this minute, that's valid. But it's all right. But if you ask me, I really am not... I do not see him as that man that a lot of people think he is. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All right. Let, let we there's a team that we didn't talk about last week and stuff, and you know we've let we've been quiet about them, and that's that's Chelsea. You know they've been able to sell a lot of players, get a lot of money, and I don't know they seem to be doing well. Um, Ay, how are they being able to sell well? Uh, you mean um, Chelsea, right? Yes, Chelsea. Uh, uh well, for one, uh, Chelsea have um. Where, where you sign players for one, and they're not on ridiculously high wages, you find it easy to ship them. Uh, secondly, I Chelsea were lucky in that this old Saudi Saudi league they came up. And were they some... lucky or strategic? Do you think it was luck or strategy? Because you, do, I these guys are these guys are all businessmen, and I'm sure they've had all that. They they have conversations. They have things that we don't see. The average fan. The strategy involves something more than just signing players and agreeing to sell them to a league that just came up in the last six months. So I don't think it was any strategy. When Chelsea signed Kante, Koulibaly, uh, Mendy, they did not know the Saudi league was going to, you know, be at this at this state to be able to sign those players when they wanted to get rid of them, right? So you can't you can call it a strategy. It just happened that the Saudi League got got, got um, loaded with lots of funds and they needed players. Some of the Chelsea players happened to be Muslims, uh, Koulibaly, Mendy and Kante, and they were open to the idea of going to Saudi Arabia to further their careers. That, that, that is just luck, really. I don't, I don't see that as a strategy. Uh, that helped them get rid of some players. Uh, of course, they had a horrible season last year. And they had too many players. So there was a need to move players out. Uh, in the case of Pulisic, uh, Luftus-Cheek, uh, I mean, these guys have not been... They've not, they don't lit up the, the league, but they were, on, they were on relatively good wages, especially for Luftus-Cheek. And you know, was, was uh, with someone like uh, don't forget Tomori, also left Chelsea for AC Milan. That made it a bit easy for someone like Luftus-Cheek and and now Pulisic. Pulisic will always have admirers of all over because he's an American international, right? So 
I would, I would say it's just, you know, for the ones that went to Saudi Arabia, I would say it's just luck. But for Pulisic and Luftus Cheek, it's it's not so surprising because those are very you know, serviceable assets. Uh, Lukaku wants to stay back at Inter, is ready to take a wage cut. Uh, let's see how that goes. Uh, I, I believe Inter's first off, I wasn't wasn't so wasn't so pleasing to to Chelsea, but I believe Inter will come back once they get once they bank the Onana money. Um, so I don't know who else. Uh, Ziyech, uh, Akim Ziyech would have left, but he failed a medical. That's another Muslim player. Um, well, Kovacic had a year left on his contract. You know, it looked like someone that could help City get over the Gundogan loss at a point. So that that was very attractive to Pep. So I don't know who else has been sold. I mean, they're still going to sell one or two other players. You know, like I said, Lukaku. Uh, you know, there's still one or two players they can they can get off get off the wage bill. Maybe Chaloba, uh, Ethan and Pandu. Kukurella, you know, um, we, we just, we're still like in the middle of the transfer season, so there's still more activities expected from Chelsea. Okay, so um, Bayern dropped a bid again yesterday for, for um, Harry Kane and he was rejected as in the bids they are dropping. Don't they know who Daniel Levy is? And this is their this is their prized target of all prized targets, man. The guy is going to make it very hard for them to do it. I they want to sign him. I think he's open to the idea of going to Bayern. You know, he's a very good player, great goal scorer and stuff like that. And he's going to he's going to be guaranteed to win trophies there. Um Olashen, what say you about that deal too? Will it happen? Um, I don't know. The thing is, like the the reporting on this is like his his uh, hurricane that is is like uh, is keen on the move. I, I, at least that's what Pletigo said uh, when when it was reported. And I think Fabrizio Romano kind of um, backed up that that sentiment. Um, uh, Daniel Livias uh, has proved himself to be like the kind of negotiator that would want. You know, at, at least upwards of hundred million for for a hurricane if it was to be sold to um, a fellow Premier League team. I think that was what was quoted when Man City were in for him. Uh, was it a couple of seasons ago or was it last season? I can't remember. Um, so I think if if it was to be a Premier League team, it would be we'll be looking at hundred million, 110, 120 maybe. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like Daniel Levy is also would also be um, kind of um conscious of the fact that if he's selling outside of the Premier League, I mean it is to Bayern, which is you know obviously a financial like giant, but but it's not a it's not a direct um rival. And I think that might be uh, a factor that kind of drives down the price. So not to 110 million bid, but a I don't know, 90 million. I think that 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 might do it, you know, 95 million, 100 million, that kind of thing, maybe 10, 15 million less than. Uh, what it would be to 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 a Premier League team. The thing is, I don't know if Bayern would do that. And if I'm th- if they are going up up until eighty million, which I think was the bid uh, that was submitted, 
I think they, they might be they might be you know open to to do a 90 million bid. And I think if, if they do and if like like the reporting is uh Hurricane is open to it, then then I think it goes right. I, but for but for me, the thing with that deal is like I'm I'm a little bit confused on like Hurricane's um uh Hurricane as a as a as a professional because for me, like if you go to Bayern, right, and you win like um a, a, a Bundesliga title there and you finally you know have this you know one trophy on your on your uh, on your CV the thing about like you know football discourse is like does that does that like make Harry Kane uh, a better player like what does that do for Harry Kane's um, uh, legacy in the sports which is you know what what everybody seems to want to talk about these days about legacy 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 what does like having like a Bundesliga title do for do for you you know going to a team that has won it 11 times in a row uh, uh, prior to, to your arrival. So for me, like, I, I'm confused on Harry Kane because if if I'm to, if I'm him, I'm either doing two things. As crazy as it is, I'm either staying at Tottenham and like, you know, gets your, your club that you've been with since, you know, childhood, you know, try and push them, you know, I mean, as much as you can. Obviously, he has been trying that for a while and, you know, Tottenham is not, hasn't been a great side. Uh, they've been closed, but they haven't, you know, not, not close enough. You know, they, they've gotten the Champions League final uh, three, four years ago. They've been, you know, perennial um, top four um, uh, stairs for the past, you know, couple of seasons up until, you know, last season or so. So they've been like a good side, but they just haven't, you know, gotten to, uh, you know, where they want to be or where Hurricane wants to be. But I will still stay there if that was the, if, if those, if that option was there. And like, just say, I mean, it's a new era. Try and see if you can usher in something, or I would go to a side that is not guaranteed anything, which is what Bayern uh, Bayern would be. I'll go to a side that is not guaranteed anything, which should be for me a Manchester United, and um, you know try and get them to um, you know get them a, a title. You know, like adding Hurricane to 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 a side with Rashford, uh, Bruno, uh, Casemiro, blah blah blah, would be a very good addition. But then then that's where Daniel Levy comes in, which I don't think he would allow him to leave. And so if that's the case, then for Harry Kane, I think what he should do is not go to Bayern. I think he should uh, stay one more year at, at Tottenham and then leave on a free, really, uh, leave on a free to, to United, for example. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's what he should do for me. Um, but like I said, that's that's me. I'm not Hurricane. Hurricane is a very confusing figure, you know, from the outside looking in. And it seems to be the reporting is that he wants to go to Bayern. And for me, that's a confusing uh, career move. But I mean, all, all, all parts. Of it. Um, Ramsey, do you agree with this? I, I was hoping you would not ask me because I don't know where you are <laughs> to ask me about Tottenham. Okay, so uh, I kind of agree with. Although uh, I should in that regard, because if you if you, if you goes to Bayern, we expect you to win a league title in Bayern. And then what is the quality of uh, the Bundesliga to the Premier League? But I, I still hope, I still feel that that guy is not going to leave England. He wants that Alan Shearer record badly. But then, uh, what does he want more? Is it the league title, or is it for him to win a trophy, which is never going to happen at Tottenham? Or the Lashera record. That's uh, yes, I agree that uh, Daniel Levy will most likely prefer to sell him outside England than to keep him 
or let him go to a rival club. I, I don't know when it says rival club. His rivals are Everton and uh, Brighton. So, but then, well, oh. still, let, let him go. Let, let him make up his mind, let him. But I don't know. Hurricane is a little reluctant. I, I, so if you look at him now, if you want to leave a club, there are things you do. Last season, he wanted to leave. He went out for, for how long? For a few days at the start of the season before. I don't know what that guy told him again. And then he stayed again. So... I don't know. If you want to leave a club, we know the kind of things you, players have done it in the past. We know the kind of things you're going to do. By now, we should be hearing a lot of things in the news, not people placing bids for you. It should be that you are probably forcing moves or something. So it doesn't look like someone that wants to leave. So Alan Shira record, I think that is his own only grail. That's how I feel. That's, that's, that's. But then, regardless, if he stays seventh, if he doesn't stay seventh. So everything's going to go. That's where they go. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think you want to say something. You wanted to ask, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask because I keep hearing about this Alan Shearer record all the time, but the fact that Alan Shearer's record is getting broken while Alan Shearer is still alive shows you that record really has little value. Number one, I always tell people, football in Britain did not start in 1992. This Alshira record is a Premier League record. It's not a. It's not the whole English league record. That's one. Two. At the end of uh, Kane's retirement, what is he going to show his kids? Oh, I had the highest goal scorer record in my. That might be broken yeah. by that time. That might be broken by that time. Or I've got three Bundesliga medals, three uh, German FA Cup medals, maybe a Champions League medal in between. I think I know the one that makes more sense. Sorry, that's, did that's... you did you? did you, I think it was like this. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant was on a on a, on a Twitter space. Yeah, I don't know if it was the other day, but there was a recording going out of him, and he was talking about like the way people talk about uh, obviously basketball and and discourse is so flawed. It's like while we're talking about team achievements, when we're talking about a player, a player is a player in a team sport. If I'm going to talk about Hurricane and how good he is who is a quality player, what does it matter if he's won uh, one Carling Cup or two Bundesligas? Like, Look, Shalou, I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to get into this argument, but trust me, it matters. When Oliver Giroud finishes his career and he has a he bunch lost. of medals everywhere. to show his kids... It matters his career, yeah. Yeah, to show his kids, it will matter more than Harry Kane's. Oh, I scored 30 goals one season at Spurs. It's, I mean, come on. One is tangible. You can see the World Cup medals. You can see the Champions League medals. You can see the league medals. You can see everything. And then one person is going to be telling you how he scored 30 goals in a season, which which actually has more weight. Even though Hurricane is a better player than, than Oliver Giroud. I don't know if Giroud has had a better career. It's Oliver Giroud. So, I mean, I don't know what you mean by, oh, does it really matter if he wins? Really, it doesn't matter if he wins. Cops, I don't get you. It's a funny, it's a no, funny. I'm one. just like, it's not a legacy is different from like when you're discussing a player, like we're talking yeah. about the player, and yeah, I, I'm I'm confused of like because people say if you, you, you need to do this to cement your, your place in the pantheon of whatever great strikers and whatever, and I'm like, how no. he's playing in a poor side. How is well, that? Well, 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 I'm surprised you're seeing this. If you look at Messi and Ronaldo, why is everyone saying Messi is a goat now? Because he has the World Cup. Was Messi was Messi because... less of a goat? 
before uh, four games in December. 100%. It is subjective. 100%. It is subjective. Because 100%. the thing is, if, if, if you look at it, the World Cup has crowned him. So every Ronaldo fan would not like, oh my God. So you cannot say you are not winning trophy. You probably score a lot of goals. Yes, I agree with I agree with AY on this one. You trophies, trophy. But at the end of the day, they're going to count the trophies for you. Nobody's going to. Who is talking about Alan Shearer with all his goals now? How many people are talking about him uh, in the light of how, how they talk about Thierry? How they talk about Aguero? People that they probably scored a lot of a, a lot more than. Look at the way they are talking about them. Look at the way that who, who remembers him in the grand scheme of things. Meanwhile, he won the Premier League once, but nobody remembers him like that, like that. Hurricane is going to go down as one of the failures of the Premier League if he doesn't win a title. That's how I feel it. That's the thing, because Hurricane is, a, is already a Tottenham legend, whether he lives now or he lives in four years' time. He's already a legend in Tottenham. Yeah, he has done his beat for Tottenham already. So, of course, look, I, I get the old idea that the ideal place to go would probably, probably be like a, Manchester United, where you can have best best of both worlds, worlds rather. But trust me, there's no guarantee he's going to win the league at Manchester United. There's a guarantee he's going to win the league at Bayern. Now, if you say okay, Bundesliga to EPL, the Bundesliga is weaker. Ooh, yeah, I agree. I mean, good point. And uh, I mean, like Ibuko said earlier, he said the bid for. Uh, for Kane was was derisory. I don't think it's derisory. I mean, Bayern sold Lewandowski, who is I'll still say Lewandowski is a better player than Kane. They sold Lewandowski to Barcelona for I think forty two million pounds. Though Lewandowski was four years older, so a bid of seventy million pounds is not ridiculous, is it? So Bayern are actually paying what. Kane value really is the fact that Tottenham wants uh, English tax on it is not Bayern's problem. Bayern don't have to pay English tax today. So I mean, what Levy would love is for another team to come in and say, "Oh, we we'll pay a hundred and all that," but but he's gonna fight over over Kane. I mean, let's let, let's be frank. Nobody's gonna fight over Kane. It's gonna be thirty this month. He's going to be on the free transfer this time next year. So if he doesn't want to move now, if he prefers to move on the free transfer, all these buyers and all of them will come back again next summer. The only problem is by then he'll be 31. And then who is going to give a 31-year-old a four-year contract with high wages? Not everyone is going to do that. So uh, the ball is in Kane's court. Like I said, if Kane prefers to be a Tottenham legend and to break Alan Shearer's record, and that, that is what he wants to be remembered for, that's on Kane. But if he wants to win medals, win trophies, which most players want to do, then he knows where to go. The, the, unfortunately, Tottenham did not win the Champions League final when they played in it. As, assuming they had won it, there will be no debate about trophy or no trophy. He'll probably spend the rest of his career in sports. As, as a happy man that he lifted the Champions League. Well, but unfortunately, they, they, they couldn't pull that off. So he's where he is right now. Um, of course, the rumor is that he's, he's going to be offered, I think, 300 grand a week. I don't I don't know how true that is. He's, he's expected back in, I think, pre-season training this week. So I think this week is going to probably uh, be the week where we know what's up with him. So that's it. 
Oh, all right. Okay. So let's let's wrap, wrap up the football conversation with PSG. You know, they've signed six new players. Uh, Messi has gone. Gaultier has gone. That's their coach. Um, Luis Enrique has come in. Mbappe saga. Lisa, what's going on with PSG? Hello? Did you guys hear me? I'm here. I'm here. You, you yes, yes, we heard you. We heard you. Is she here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, what's going on with PSG? You heard what I said, right? I don't know what's wrong with them. It's looking like they're just signing players. I don't know what the pattern is. I don't know if the, the new person they appointed is even... I don't know if he's the one giving them the green light to go for these players. I really don't know. Most of these players they were for here. Yeah. This Kangi Liam, what's his name? I don't know how good he is. And the Ugati that he signed for 60. I've not really watched him play. I, I really don't understand the kind of pattern of football they want to play next season. Because this, this is all the PSG, me, I know. Like, I don't know if they are trying not to spend so much money anymore. I see like. I think they have they got like three or four free players. Be yes, <laughs> I feel to know what is going on with PSG. I don't know if Mbappe is going to leave. I I know that the the owner be the owner of the club is saying that he's either you know signs an extension or they sell him off. So I don't know what his decision is going to be. We'll just wait to see how that saga unfolds. But yeah, I don't see maybe maybe other people can share it because I really don't know how PSG is operating right now. It's looking completely different from the PSG that we know. They sold them. Ikadi was it that good for them? Anyways, he's, he has left. Went to Galatasaray. I I really can't say much about about that club. I don't know. But well, that's what, what I can is, say. What is even the PSG that we know? To be fair, like the the, the projects has. I feel like they have money now. They can afford to go for. Who is that PSG that you used to know? What is their culture? What's their identity like? They have money now. They should go for the best of the best. All I'm saying is that they still have the money. You think they don't have the money? So why are they going for free players? Why are they going for all those players that a lot of people don't even know about? They have tried Galactico style. It has failed. So they want to probably go and. Oh well, that's why I'm saying that I don't understand this one. That this PSG I'm looking at. I don't understand it. So you maybe you people understand. You can shed more light on it, Abi. Yeah, I think I understand. I understand what they're doing. I mean, they're, they're moving from the era of um, having, you know, Messi, Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar, Mbappe as these players on high wages, and they're trying to just have a, a more, you know, balanced team. Considering the fact that they invested so much and they're still not going far in the Champions League, so maybe they, they want to like cut it down a bit, cut down player yeah, they part. They reached the final a couple of seasons ago, so considering their investments, one final in six, seven years is not is not it. Really, let's be frank. So with Messi gone, they can spread that Messi money around to you know, a couple of players like Gatti. Like Gatti is a is a good player. Uh, they've signed uh, Luis Hernandez. They've signed a couple of players on the free, like uh, Prima, all those guys. Yeah, yeah, Prima is a very good defender, and um, Asensio from Real Madrid. So, I, I think I think they're building a more balanced team, a more they're trying to have a more egalitarian side. Uh, that's not bad. I think I think that's the way to go, really. 
um, if they lose Mbappe, which is a possibility, then they can also get, you know, maybe another player that is not as good as Mbappe, but that is more of a team player. Um, I, I think I have, I have tremendous faith in Lucho. He's one of my favorite managers. So I'm really interested in what happens in uh, Harry's decision. Oh, okay. Anybody wants to add on the Mbappe conversation? You think that's why... So the, the Mbappe thing, they should just let him go. They should just let him go. Because one thing is certain, Enrique is not going to... Enrique doesn't like those kind of players, actually. So he's very... He's divisive. I, I feel he's going to go to Manchester United, especially if that takeover thing happens. I just want all good players to leave the market before they finish that takeover. So that, because... Is it the same Mbappe that said he would rather go to Arsenal than... I mean, if you were going to go to any club in the Premier League, they all choose Arsenal. Is that the same one? Say all those things? One Arsenal fan starts... So why would you think he would come to United and not Arsenal? Because United... You guys are playing the best football right now, no? You are playing the best football right now. Everybody wants to come to Arsenal. Every player wants to come to Arsenal. I mean, don't So basically, you don't want him at Manchester United. Is that it? Let him go to Arsenal. It's you guys that are winning the league next season or the season after. I beg, we don't uh, need that kind of player. Uh, you should show me your crystal ball. I like that. Lisa has spoken to Arsenal as one of the league next season. However, really, see, PSG, I know you need to consign me, actually. So all those uh, all those money misrules, I don't even understand. But then they said they wanted to do projects. So let's see how their project goes, actually. But Enrique is a very good manager. So they should have gone for... They should have kept Pochettino. I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah, talking about, yeah talking about uh, the Mbappe situation... So talking about the Mbappe situation, I think we, we need to understand the factors at play here. People keep saying, oh, PSG need to sell Mbappe. People are not realizing the power Mbappe has in all of this, right? Now, you have one year to run on your contract. You have a player option on the one year, meaning only Mbappe can extend that one year, which you can choose to do according to the terms of their contract. If he doesn't do that and he ends his contract on June 30th, 2024, they're going to give him an extra 80 million euros just for, for waiting till June 30, 2024. So, right now, if PSG say, oh, Mbappe, we must, we're going to sell you because that's what we're hearing. Is either you sign a new contract or we sell you. If they say, okay, good, we're going to sell you, they agree a fee with Manchester United, say 200 million, or with Arsenal, 200 million. And Mbappe says, I'm not going to Manchester, I'm not going to Arsenal. What happens? They can't force him to go to any club. This is not. This is not. This is not the NBA. This is the EU. The contract is binding. So, if if he says he's not going to Arsenal or he's not going to Manchester United, the worst PSG can do is to send him to the reserves and maybe bench him. And even that, he can actually sue them and saying that they they intentionally not playing him out of malice, and he will win. So the, the 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 ball is actually not in PSG's court here. It's actually in, Bap- in Mbappe's court. He's in charge of everything. All he has to do is stay at PSG till January. He signed a pre-contract agreement with Real Madrid, and it's fine. And he'll pocket his 80 million euros at the end of the season next year, and he'll go to Real Madrid free. Uh-huh. PSG put themselves in this position by forcing him to sign a new contract last season by putting too much pressure on him, by being so desperate to retain him. Like I always say, football in many ways reflects life, right? When you're so desperate to keep someone that doesn't want to be with you and you offer what you shouldn't offer, 
you offer basically your soul, you, you, you change your ways, you do all that because you want to keep them. At the end of the day, they're going to just dump you because it doesn't, they don't want to be with you. That's the point. So I don't, everybody keeps saying PSG have to sell, but Mbappe doesn't have to do anything. All this uh, Kelaifi threatening him, they are in France, not Qatar. You can't do anything to him. You can't do anything to him. And trust me, even if Mbappe doesn't kick a ball next season, he'll go to the Euros. He's, the, he's France's best player. He will still go to the Euros. So he has nothing to lose. All he has to do is wake up every morning, make sure he trains his feet, he doesn't put on too much weight and all that. If PSG like, they don't, they, if you like, they shouldn't play him. He'll, he'll still get his alert every Friday. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't, it, Mbappe has played this perfectly for himself and for Perez. So, I don't, I don't know. The whole thing is just funny to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let, let, okay so so I agree with you. I agree with you, anyway, but one last bit is the reason PSG, the reason they are angry at the moment is because they have a hunch that Mbappe has gone to agree with Real Madrid to go for free. That's okay, wait, 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 like wait, wait, wait. That's why they're angry. Wait, Ramsey. Anybody that has been following football for the past one year, at least, knows Mbappe wants to go to Real Madrid. If PSG are just realizing this now, then they are, they are very stupid. I'm sorry to say. They are very, very stupid. Everyone knows Mbappe's favorite club is Real Madrid. Everyone knows Mbappe wanted to go to Real Madrid last year. So, are they surprised he has, a, he has a deal in place with Real Madrid? They shouldn't be surprised. If they are surprised, they are stupid. So, I don't know. Okay. Wow. Anyway, Sha, so, so let's segue to basketball. AY, um, Ramsey, what happened? Wemby. Not such a great game. I, I didn't. I didn't follow. I didn't. I didn't follow the. I didn't follow the Wemby games. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can weigh in there. Yeah, but but this is a seven foot five guy. He comes with eight point nine rebounds, five blocks on his debut, including Kai dunking the hell out of him. He, he has a target <laughs> on his back, right? Anyway. Yeah, I mean definitely. I mean all the. All the players are always, we know how the NBA is very competitive. You got the players are always they're gonna be like, oh yeah, this is the new kid on the block. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna show him how we how we do it here in the USA, right? So um well I'm not surprised when B is um it's a bit brittle. I mean it looks very smallish in terms of his his, his weight or so not 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 height of course it's a towering giant. Um you're always going to be worried about how we adjust, at least in the initial stages of the NBA career, how we will cope with the, you know, the mismatch in size. And of course, the, the NBA is a more physical league than the, than the than Euro basketball that he's used to. Uh, he showed flashes of brilliance. His rebounding was good. Um, his passing was good. He had, I think, had about five blocks. That was elite. That's sensational, man. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's very good. So, but, but obviously that's because of his height. You know, he's always going to have the advantage in, in his ability to block play. Um, he, he didn't shoot well. I think he shot three in in fifteen. So I think one of six from three. Yeah, yeah. Which which wasn't good. But his defensive impact was wonderful. Uh, and um, I mean, 
like I said, it's not the best debut <laughs> we've seen. Uh, but the, the solace is that, you know, Kevin Durant had a similar debut in the Summer League and they still ended up well. So let's just hope things work out for him uh, regardless. Yeah. Um, Pop signs a five-year deal. Are you comfortable with that? Uh, well, Pop has done a lot for, for Spurs. So if he gets a five-year deal, he gets a five-year deal. Uh, I think he's 74 right now. So five-year deal means he's going to be coaching until he's 79. Uh, I don't think it really matters because he's also like the head of their basketball operations. So he could easily step down before the five years and go, go, you know, go to the front office where he has a younger manager to handle the team. I think Pop just wants to see what happens in the next two, three years with, with Wemby, if they can maybe win yeah. one more. Yeah, I'm sure if they don't win a ring in three years, you probably just move move up and you know put a younger manager there, a younger coach there to you know make things happen. So uh, it's not a big deal. I mean, he's the most experienced coach in the league. He's the best coach in the league right now. Uh, so if he's if he's the most paid, I, I don't think that's 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 ridiculous by any any stretch of the imagination. So it's a good deal. Finally, British Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know who won again. Uh, I think we're getting tired. How many races this. have happened already? Nine? Up to nine uh, races? Yeah, I think it's eight races. It's one seven, I think. So, I mean, like, like I he's said, won, he's going to... He's only lost two races. He's only finished... He hasn't won two races. No, I think he. I think he's won all races except one. So this season, uh, I would just try to see if I can check that. Yeah, this year he won. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, Red Bull has won all the races this year. Yeah, he's won all races this year except one. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it's a procession, really. Mercedes are not, they're not having a good, this was supposed to be, yeah, like their, their own race for Hamilton and, uh, and his teammates. And, I mean, it wasn't a poor showing. Hamilton finished third. That's third, yeah, which is not, which is not bad considering car troubles he had, but still not good enough. Like like we've said, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy for, for Mercedes. Uh, they're talking about a new contract for Hamilton, maybe another three years or four years. But this season is gone. Let's just forget it. This season is gone. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Sergio Perez won two races, Azerbaijan and uh, the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. Yeah, you're right. And this is Max's eighth win this season. So you're right, but it's been all Red Bull. Anyway, all season. It's been Red Bull. All right. Um, with that, we come to the end of... Make sure you check us out on our podcast platforms. Um, thank you very much and good night. Yeah, cheers.